Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now back to the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are and wherever you're watching. We're so glad that you're here with the Visual Lounge. We have a very special, this is a special edition because it is a holiday week in the US and guess what? We're going live so we can get to you, but also it's that time of year when there's some great deals if you're celebrating the Black Friday or the Cyber Monday, whatever it might be that you're doing. And guess what? You might want new gear for your cameras, for your video making stuff. It's gonna be wonderful. So we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. We've got a ton, a whole big list. We'll make sure we try to publish these links out. We're, we're not claiming that we know of any special great deals or anything like that. We're just gonna tell you some great gear, gear that we like or we thought would be useful. So we're gonna jump in. Just as a reminder, if you are tuning in, we got the time wrong, so we're a little bit early, but hopefully you can still get to catch this. And also, uh, I don't have the ad queued up, but coming up soon, if you are into Cyber Monday stuff, TechSmith is gonna have its biggest sale of the year with Cyber Monday. Great deals available online only. With that said, here's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna bring everybody up here. My If my controller will keep allowing me to, to share my screen. So let's do some quick introductions. We've got a great panel of people with us today. Look, it's Kara Swanson, Andy Owen, and Anton Bolin, all TechSmith employees here with us. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, Matt. This is, this is fantastic. I've never had this many people on the show really at one time that do an hour show. So we're going to test some things out here. This is going to be fun. Should be some fun organized chaos. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's do this. We'll, we'll just go around. I, uh, I think you've all been on the Visual Lounge, whether it's the Video Workflow podcast or on the show itself. But let's just do quick introductions. Uh, Kara, we'll start with you. Sure. Uh, hey, I'm Kara Swanson. I'm a marketing content specialist here at TechSmith. So anything word-related is my specialty. Andy Owen. I'm Andy Owen. I'm the video production specialist team lead. So anything video uh, production, but not tutorials. That's a whole other team. People get that confused often. But we do a lot of the YouTube videos and a lot of the product videos uh, for marketing. Anton. Hey, and I'm Anton Bollen calling in all the way from Berlin, Germany. I've been with the company for almost 20 years. And right now I'm in the customer success role. So I'm helping our clients make better and more effective videos. There we go. Well, fantastic. So, okay, we've got so much gear to cover and hopefully if you're watching this live, you can put questions in the chat. Let us know if you've got questions or suggestions of your own. I'll also say you can always email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com with those comments, suggestions, and things like that. So, where do we want to start? I think we decided we're going to break this down into, uh, we're going to kind of talk some beginner stuff. So if you're new to making video and we, we've we talked on uh, the Video Workflow podcast, and I'm sure we've mentioned on the show, we like to kind of the dichotomy of way to spend your money is first on microphones. So you want to get good audio first, then lighting and then cameras. So we're going to break our gear into those kind of, kind of that, that way. So uh, where do we start? I see I would Kara's name is on the first item. That's right. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love my Blue Yeti microphone. I'll hold it up right here. Hopefully, I'm not getting too loud right now. But I see right, Matt I has too. the same one. Oh, look at that. Here we all go. We all do. <laughs> um, I love the Blue Yeti because especially as someone who's definitely newer to video, I don't have the budget for something that's going to be crazy. And it's also not really necessary for me. My main video needs are going to be explainer videos or quick walkthroughs. So the Blue Yeti is definitely a budget-friendly option, um, ringing in at about $99. That's uh, pretty good for this quality of a microphone. The sound is super crisp. And I noticed a huge difference when I made my first video with the Blue Yeti as opposed to just my AirPods or my MacBook's microphone. So Great gift option if you're looking to just make a small but really great upgrade. Yeah, people love, I mean, I love recommending the Blue Yeti because I know it's just going to work. It's just kind of easy. It's, it's got a few bells and whistles um, and it's relatively inexpensive. But uh, for everybody knows, there's a lot of other microphones. I, know, I actually have more recently heard more criticisms of the Yeti because 
it is so universal, but it's got a great look. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, yep. what, what does it say that all four of us have one? Although to be fair, <laughs> I, I am not using mine. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, <laughs> we all use them. Right. It's a bat who has one, but it's sitting off to the side. I broke uh, I will mine say the thing... and I fixed mine. <laughs> nice. Good. Fix Fixability is like good. It. Yeah, the thing I like about it too, though, is like even though it's got a couple more controls than like the the um, blue snowball microphone that they also have, you can mute this right on the the mic itself. You can adjust kind of the um, the pattern that you use and the gain, and a lot of that sounds really overwhelming. But they explain it really well in their like limited instructions, and so I think it's even though there's more knobs than on some of their others, I think it makes it more user-friendly to be able to control some of those things right in the microphone. And the mute button is my best friend for anyone else that has yeah. like pets or kids running around that you might have suddenly be like, oh, there goes a bunch of noise. <laughs> as long as you remember to unmute it, where and where the mute is, is it on Zoom? Is it on the microphone? Is it where? And two, if you, as long as you're talking into it correctly. Yeah. Quick tutorial time, right? It's, it's talking it into like <laughs> this. Mm -hmm. Not this. Right. I, I get this comment a lot when I do videos like this, and people are like, Andy's microphone is wrong. But again, it doesn't matter if it's vertical or horizontal, as long as my voice is speaking into it and actually a little bit over it. Just just past it is okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, awesome. Blue Yeti, always a perennial kind of favorite uh Next up on the list, uh, I just actually recently added this one, but I wanted to talk about a great thing for beginners is something like TechSmith Assets. And I, I don't want to be too quick to call it TechSmith stuff, but it, you could, there's lots of places you can get free music and sound effects, but I find that's a, a really great audio addition to videos that you're creating is something that can allow you to choose free music. And I, I wanted to bring that one up because I feel like uh, more and more of what I do, I'm using lots more music and, and not for instructional stuff, but more promotional, marketing, uh, hype kind of videos. I mean, I think Andy can probably tell us about nine types of different videos. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I find that some, having something like that, there's also all the other benefits too with something like assets where you get visuals and graphics and stuff like that. But that was kind of, that was the next thing on my list that if, if I was a beginner a video creator and I didn't have access to it, I would want uh, some site to give me access to all those things. And remembering that there's a free level, even though we do have a much higher premium tier too that you can pay for, if you're just looking for a few things, there's a free level. Like you can find things without, you know, the full subscription, but you may find that you start thinking, man, I really want a lot more. So <laughs> for sure. All right. Should we keep moving? Anton, yeah. I think you were up next. Yeah. So hi, everybody. I'm excited about this next one because it's on my actual own uh, wish list. Um, and so I do a lot of tutorial recordings, screencasts, right? And a lot of that involves clicking with my mouse and typing text in. And one of the problems I still have up to this day is that oftentimes these noises get picked up because I just use my generic mouse and my generic keyboard. But what I've been wanting to get for a long time now is essentially, yeah, air. Yeah, even in German here, right? Geräuschloses, kabelloses Set. A silent wireless setup. So I can do these screencasts without having to worry about clicking too fast or too loud and these background typing noises getting picked up by my Yeti or whichever microphone I'm using. So I don't know if any of you want to get me something for Christmas, but that is definitely <laughs> on my, my list. Maybe as a small workaround right now that I'm doing for at least my mouth is mouse pads are still my best friend because they help me reduce the amount of noise my desk makes or the bouncing. I have this that kind of big mat right here, which doubles as a mouse pad. And so that's my workaround for the moment. But yeah, long-term vision, wireless, wireless, and most importantly, um, silent uh, keyboard and mouse set. I didn't know that existed mm. until I saw it on the document, and I'm so like interested in that for myself now, too. That's really yeah, what I've ask, turned my track yeah, I was going to say, I don't have them, but like I've turned my trackpad, which you can see on camera here even a little bit, to mm -hmm. uh, what's called on a Mac, which is called uh, tap to click. And so I think that's what it's called, tap to click. And so basically now I don't have to go click, 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 click. I just tap it gently, and that makes it a silent tap. Ooh, but man, the keyboard's smart. still noisy. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I think people overlook all the time, right? Like uh, the, the, the accessory noise, mm -hmm. even going back to the Blue Yeti, right? Like... We, if we, I think, Andy, yours is on a stand. Yours is on a like a boom arm, but they all kind of yeah. sit on this. There's a little padding, but even having that near your keyboard, on your desk, right, cap captures oh, so yeah. much, just noise. 
Especially if your yeah, hands are at your desk. Mm-hmm. Or shuffling yeah, I experience that issue desk. all the time. Everything is on one mm-hmm. surface for me. I don't have like a keyboard slot or anything like that. So that's something I always have to watch out for when I'm making videos. Mm-hmm. Noise. Bad audio. The killer of all mm-hmm. good videos, right? That's We've why all we're been starting there. with it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start with getting good audio. That's, that's, that's right. Uh, I just lost my spreadsheet. So, oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say the next What's thing on next? the list is the uh, it's you actually, Matt. It's the Audio Technica, the uh, the gradient, sh- or, excuse me, line gradient shotgun condenser microphone. Yeah. So I'm gonna see if I can bring this up because uh, actually, let's just go to. Haha! Look at this. Nice. I actually have something prepared. Uh, so this this microphone is what I use for our live stream, and I I love it. And it's so. It, we could argue whether this belongs with the beginner stuff or with more of the intermediate stuff. I like the shotgun microphone because of it's got a narrow band. And so kind of the exterior noise, like I've got wind chimes outside my window just over here and I can hear it like all night long. Uh, but the microphone, because it's such a narrow band does a really good job of eliminating it, but there's a catch. Uh, you can't just plug this in, it's not USB. And I've not found a, a shotgun mic that's USB, so you need to add this guy the next thing on your list. <laughs> yeah, the next thing on my list is a little mixer. And it's 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 just this tiny baby mixer. It doesn't do much other than you can pull plug in the XLR microphone. You could monitor from it if you want. And the game, this all looks really like, oh no, there's dials and knobs. Right. And it's confusing. Um, but it's like only two of them are really doing much. One is the the low kind of adds some bass. The other one is the high, so treble, and then the pan is left or right, and so that one just stays kind of neutral. Um, so it's actually pretty simple to play with. It gives you a little bit more control, but again, I really like it with this the shotgun microphone because I feel like it just it does such a nice job at at picking up. And unlike the Yeti, like Andy has the Yeti in front of him, mm-hmm. I don't have to have right. it right in front of me. Absolutely. This this is always in my shot, which is a drawback for sure with the way I have it positioned. And if I move it into any different position, honestly, it's not going to be as uh, good of a quality audio. So yeah, this is this is definitely a drawback of the Yeti. And as Kara mentioned, and as Anton mentioned, like if it's on the desktop, you're going to hit it. And so Matt's got his, you can't even see it. It's above his head right now, off camera, but it's still picking up his voice, probably clearer than most of ours. Yep. You can see it now. And, oh, it's like got a blooper shot. <laughs> it's right. like every TV show. <laughs> Cut! Get the boom out of the shot. Uh, yeah, I just got it on like a, a kind of the same type of arm you have, Andy, and it's just mm-hmm. you know, it's, so it's nice. It's it's not that far away from me. Uh, I actually heard this example. Uh, you know how we Anton has seen this. We talk about the microphone should be thumb to pinky distance from your mouth, typically. I mean, give or take, right? Somebody called this mm-hmm. the hang ten principle. Ooh, I like that. I like it. So I'm I'm just about I'm just about there. So it's it's still close, but it's very much pointed kind of mouth neck capturing that that view i can't move too far over to the side or you lose me a little bit but um if you're not moving around a lot it it can work pretty well people have seen a lot of concerts in their lives and so i think they have this assumption that you're supposed to talk like right into the top of a microphone but that's Mm -hmm. not these types of microphones and so i think especially the way matt has his it's pointing down in front of his face not at his mouth right it's it's pointing down because when you project your sound it comes out and it's catching it as it comes out of his mouth. So it's it's kind of different way of thinking about microphones than most people are used to. Absolutely, for sure. So I, again, I don't know sure. if, if every beginner would be like, oh, I want to start there. But the, this, this mixer is like 60, 70 bucks. And then that microphone's yeah. a little bit more expensive. So you, altogether, you spend more than you would on the Blue Yeti. But uh, I really like the what I can do with it. It's also, if I'm going to, once we get into camera videos... I can put this, have someone hold this, and it, and I can use it when I'm on like doing camera work in the field if I wanted to, not just at a desk. Whereas the Yeti is going to be much, much, much harder to do that. Um, but I could, I can carry this around with me, and I could do lots of stuff with it. I could even mount it on top of a camera if I wanted. That's a nice small mixer too, because a lot of those mixers intimidate users. Even even someone like me, when I see one of the big, you know, eight channel mixers, it's just like, oh man, am I gonna have to mess with all these knobs? And say, most of the time, you really don't. I mean, unless you're really getting into fine tuning the mixer, you don't. And so it's plugging in the XLR and getting that output cable into your computer, and and then setting your you know your volume once, and you're not gonna change it a lot if you're just sitting in front of your computer talking to your computer. That volume is gonna stay steady. Yeah. Andy, All right. Could we- you elaborate a little bit more on the purpose of a mixer? 
So in this case, the purpose of his mixer is really just to go from that XLR output, which is that three-prong microphone cord, into his computer, which the computer obviously doesn't have that. So it's almost acting right. as a, a translator, and then he's got a USB out from the mixer, I assume. Correct, Matt? Into his computer. Yeah. Um, that goes right, plugs right into my computer, so it's super nice. Certain microphones can't just be plugged directly in, so this it's kind of an interpreter in this case. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if it had any like additional uses for the most part. For your do you feel stuff. like you can capture better quality with that compared to just a microphone that goes straight USB into the computer? Uh, I do. Uh, I mean, I have nothing to quantify that against, but I do feel like yeah. I get really good quality, especially because I, I mean, I can play with, I can do all the things you can do with most mics, right? I can move the positioning. I can mm. change it around where it is. Um, I think I also get just cleaner audio because it, I, again, yeah. in that narrow pickup yeah. pattern, it's not yeah. picking up lots of that side side noise. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. more the microphone than the mixer, but you need the mixer to use that microphone. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because he said that he couldn't find a USB version of a shotgun mic. So, yep. Yeah. I, and maybe yeah. I just haven't tried hard enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Do you guys, guys know uh, this one? What's that one? It's the Go Mic. Tiny little one. Oop, here we go. It's a Samsung Go Mic. And it's like su- no. it's a super small microphone. I have a box of it right here as well. Oops, wrong side. Um, and I've right before Corona, right? I used to do a lot of traveling, and this was my go-to microphone because because it, it's not as good as the Yeti. It's not as reliable, but it fits. Honestly, it fits into your pocket if you fold it together, and it's been yeah just a really great resource for when you don't need the bigger microphone or when I have to do a, do a call, but I have to move to like my living room for some reason. Uh, it's a really, really cool little one. So I just want to pass that along. It's not that expensive, like 30 bucks. And nice. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm trying to get back. Yeah, I know one client who kind of <laughs> gave, like one company that were doing a lot with video creation and they said, hey, this is like a perfect, like entry-level microphone. And they gave that essentially to all their like 50 or 60 people making videos. And yeah, it's used to USB awesome. as well. So, yeah. I've yeah, seen nice small, I've seen Rode's portable. version. Like, Rode has those little like square mics, but those aren't quite as beginner in my mind. That seems like a really easy entry level one. Uh, the Rode ones mm-hmm. I feel like are almost lav mics, so there's still a, a transmitter and a receiver. So sometimes that's a step up from beginner for some people. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. I think we've talked a lot about microphones. Well, let's go on to our next topic. So if we go from lighting, basic lighting, or sorry, microphones to Lighting. Let's talk about lighting. So I think I've got the first one, next one on the list as well. And I'm just going to, you know, because I made stuff for this, guys. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, actually, this is, we can share this out. This is, uh, this is my a gear guide because I always get questions asked about like, hey, what gear? And this, I just added a bunch of stuff we're talking about today. It's got a, other stuff we're not talking about today, but I've like either I want it or I've uh, had someone recommend it to me. Um, this one, and you know, there's lots of these lights and these are, this is just a set. This is what I actually use now. Um, there's probably lots of other lights that are cheaper that are equally as good, but I really like these because one, they had a digital display on the background that would help me set the color temperature. I can change the, the, the actual color of the lights. It came with kind of the whole setup. Um, the other thing I really liked is that these pair together. So if I change one, I can set them up. So if I change one, I change the other at the same time. So if like, oh, I'm going to, I want them dimmer. Uh, I can turn them down and it'll change the other one. Or if I want them both to be green, it can change both lights, you know, to, to match. Um, which isn't always ideal. We don't always want our lights to match, but so this is, these are just the, um, lightning pixel two pack. I mean, they're, they're like, they're not even like a, I hate to say they're not a real brand, but it's like there's it's not like a well-known right. brand. Um, but I got them on Amazon and I, I thought, you know what? They work really well. I think they're nice and even. The LEDs on it are really good, easy to control, easy to change. Lots of different you can set settings to remember like, you know, so like, oh, I want setting one or setting two, setting three. The only thing I wish that I wish these had was uh, some way to re- control them remotely because like right mm-hmm. now. I can't show you anything that they can do because I have to get up and change them. Right. So, <laughs> so that's that's the lights that I've been using. I thought I, I know people ask me about my lighting all the time. Uh, lots of output. I think I've got them set to like thirty percent brightness right now. So wow. they're 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 just you know, and I I go much higher. It's going to be like blasting me. So, right. 
Yeah, that's panel lights are useful to have for a variety of reasons. And it looks like it with that picture. Am I looking in the top right corner? Those white objects are those diffusers for them, so yeah. you can put a diffuser panel on it. Why don't you so explain nice. what a so diffuser is? Harsh. Yeah, a diffuser is basically a cloud. Think of it that way, right? The sun is really bright and direct on us when there's no clouds. Clouds come in, and it's not like the world goes completely dark. It spreads out the light evenly, so there's no harsh shadows, and there's no, you know, that you look on the ground, you see that shadow at, at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, but if clouds are there, you've got no shadows. It's just a very diffused, softer look to the light. I'm explaining this poorly, it feels like, but I hope that no. helps. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, good. Diffusion is good. Yes. Unless you don't want diffusion because you're going like film noir. I was going to say, film noir, you want those harsh shadows? Absolutely. You know, those old detective movies for sure. That's but definitely what lights, we're going for today. Yes, that definitely. But panel lights aren't for everybody, right? Because that's maybe, right. maybe a big expense. Uh, Kara, you want to tell us about your selfie ring light? Look, I even, see, it made the list. Oh, perfect. There it is. Yeah, I absolutely love my ring light. Um, currently, I'm not really in a situation where I can like have some larger lighting setups. I'm just in a one bedroom apartment. So I really don't have the space for anything that big or clunky. So the ring light is perfect for me because um, first of all, it's cheap, it's 25, 30 bucks. So that's awesome. Um, second of all, it does have a few different settings. It's not super fancy, but you can get a lot of different light tones with it. Um, and as someone who definitely lacks a lot of consistent natural light in my apartment based on time of day, the seasons, like for anyone else who's in the Midwest, you know how cloudy it's about to be for like the next several months. So it's <laughs> nice to be able to have um, a sort of consistent lighting option that's very portable and not super permanent. So eventually when I, I mean, hopefully I'll leave this apartment someday. <laughs> when I eventually do that, it'll be really easy to take with me. Yeah. I think the nice thing too about that is like, like you're saying, like I can look at your camera right now, Karen, and see that like your background definitely looks like it's lit up by the sun coming through a window. And so, yeah, as you said, like as that changes, cameras are adept at like finding, especially ones set to auto. So like all of our webcams and, and anything, something like that are going to find that, you know, kind of natural brightness in your camera. And if your face is part of that window light, then you're going to get lost because it's going to try and try and adjust for everything. Oh, everything got really dark. We should brighten everything up and it'll blow out the brightness of our face so holding that ring light in front of you keeps you mm -hmm. in one set you know color whereas everything else can shift all day long but the camera still sees you in that consistent light so that's great yeah yes. all my previous videos used to be extremely washed out i looked as white as a ghost <laughs> that's my default mode though <laughs> <laughs> uh, pac-man was chasing me around it. the other day it was weird i i don't know <laughs> yeah, but I can attest, lighting is difficult. I still struggle with it. And usually during the day, um, I get natural light from that side. And so I only have one mm -hmm. fake light or one real light over here. And I, use, I can balance them out pretty well. Uh, but right now it's uh, 7.30 p.m. And so I, my natural light, which I normally enjoy during the day, is completely gone. And so I have this completely lopsided light source at the moment. And there's not much I can do yeah. about it. The ceiling lights are also over there. And I'm also working from home like many of us. And you just do the best with what you have, right? Um, yeah. But I would speak to to um, the point that uh, Matt was making, or also what Kara was making, right? Having a light that where you can adjust the brightness does make a difference because even now I can at least try to counteract whatever light situation the outside throws at me, and not just being stuck with one light setting because that is, yeah, oftentimes you look too light or too dark or too, yeah, just don't look natural. And that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got the ring light. What was the next item on our list? I'm just, I'm just, like I'm Anton's counting on you guys. Unfortunately, Jesse's not here to moderate moderate the chat, so I'm also trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do everything. Keep a conversation with three people going. Oh, are we, talking, are we talking? Are we talking green screen next? Is that mounted uh, green screen? Right. All right, Anton. Like. All right. Yeah. So, and we had a question about nice. green screen, so we'll we'll get to that in a second, though. Tell us more about your green screen. Well, so green screen, right? We, I think we all know it. We've all seen it. Uh, we probably all have tried to use at least some kind of like background removal during our Zoom calls. And uh, it's something that I've been trying to use in our tutorials for quite a while because I've always enjoyed this idea of being the trainer that sits in the corner of the videos while behind me all the screen content is happening and I'm explaining all the magical things. And so I've always had a kind of a love for screen screens and I've been using, yeah, try, trying different things with them for a long time. And I've also been upgrading the type of green screen I have and I've been using. And um, so now this is my current setup. This is, uh, I, I don't have very much space. I'm in my bedroom right now. Like I sleep like three feet from here. 
And so space is very valuable, but I still try to try to have something that I can put up, but I can also take down. And it took me a long time to find this one. And it's from Elgato. And this is actually one, it's like an old school projector. And I can actually lift it up when I don't want to have my green nice. screen, if I just want to have my blue wall in the background, but you can see already it's messing with my lighting on the camera. <laughs> and whenever I need to set up my green screen, I don't have to get out the big box. I don't have to set up all the lights. I just have to make a lot of noise for one second. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm usually school. good to go, right? And it's also tall enough that I can stand up and I want to do like actual presentations and things like that. But I want to have more than just like my lower, th uh, my upper third in front of the green screen. Um, yeah, I got this about a year ago and I'm absolutely in love with it. And yeah, I use it for video production, but also for Zoom calls. And yeah, green screen is cool. And it also makes just a general good neutral background for when I don't want to just have anything behind me. You know what's That's great awesome. about that one too? First of all, I just love the retractable green screen because it reminds me of like geography class and the teacher pulling the map down to like show us all the work. Exactly. But no, really, it's like the great thing is, you know what you're not getting is wrinkles. Like so many people who get just a green cloth or a green blanket can't get even lighting on cloth or fabric or something that has shadows. You've got this perfectly flat scenario mm -hmm. and the bar at the bottom, you know, holds the weight down. So it pulls it tight. That's fantastic. What a good solution. Yeah. Hey, I hey, Anton, do you want to show us your window? Can we show uh, that yes. off? Sure. Yeah. So I, I said, I like, you know, I like green screen. I've been messing with that stuff for a while because I think it's just fun. And uh, to make my working from home more fun, I created myself a window to the outside. <laughs> which is just a frame which I mounted some green screen or some green into, and I think Matt's going to help us show what he can do. I'm 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 working on it. Everything you're working on it. All right, <laughs> it's so it's got like forty things to click in the meantime. <laughs> there we go. Right, oh, we go. There we go. <laughs> so I have I have a lot of these different backgrounds set up that are perfectly sized to fit into my window, and I can go from here. I can go to like, yeah. Can we can we have my ocean back? That was nice. There we yeah, go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot you can do and it's just it's just a gimmick i think it distracts actually through trainings and videos most of the time but it also shows you that you don't need a full green screen you can just take greens green fabric and mount it on other things or be creative with the color green and remove part of your well the clothing at the is the, the the classic one right but you can have some fun with it so i would encourage you to do that it doesn't always have to be just business well, and it's so super fun. It's also uh, an easy way if you know you're going to do some overlays, kind of like newscasting stuff. You could you could put that in there. It just makes it gives you a dedicated space if you're worried about like, oh, am I is it going to be in frame or not? You know, like because you can leave if you just kind of okay. get over it. I could leave space, but it's harder to know if it's going to work. Uh, so you can just make it a, a little bit of a physical representation. So it looks really great. Now you got to. I'm just going to watch the window now. Just look outside. Yeah, just, just do it. Just do it, right? So we're going to we're gonna kind of skip forward here because we're, we're getting we're – at, we're at half an hour already, guys. Uh, so let's hmm. – I just want to mention uh, a little bit more um, – I love what's happening in the background. <laughs> it's the world right now. <laughs> the green's still keyed out. We can keep changing things if you want. Uh, so yeah, I think we – do we have any camera basic camera gear? I think we kind of. I'm looking through it. I don't see any basic camera gear that we listed on our, our list of things. Um, obviously, a camera is really important if you're going to make videos with camera video webcams. There's lots of them. Um, I've not. Anton, you're using. You actually mentioned you're using a, a Logitech webcam for this video. And Kara, what are you using? Are you using like a web webcam? I am also using a Logitech. I have the Logitech HD. I believe it's 1080. Okay. I think that's where I'm at. And just to throw this in from our social media uh, input, we do have someone who recommended the Logitech Brio Ultra HD webcam. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Uh, so that was one that was recommended. Matt and I are cool, both yeah. using, totally using regular webcams. No, 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 no. But this is great contrast, right? Like you can see, like Anton and Karen's look really pretty good. I, you know, Anton, Andy Ears looks really, you know, you got great lighting. Um, but this is, but this is why I say lighting before camera. Because mm -hmm. it, it makes it um, so much, just so much easier to, to like get a good picture if you've got good lighting. It does, yep. and your camera is less, it, it's important, but it, you don't have to spend yep. the money to get a, a fancy camera before you get some lighting. I think this well, is a perfect tell you illustration. This too, even like my years of working weddings, there was people who had great cameras, but if you get in a really dark reception hall, you get in a really dark place, it doesn't matter how good your camera is. If you don't have lighting, you're not going to see what you're filming. So uh, it, it matters that lighting 
comes first. Yeah. Well, let's jump ahead. So now we've talked about some basic stuff. We're going to get into some gear that's maybe a little bit more complicated, a little bit more advanced, uh, might be more expensive. I'm going to tell you, that our recommendations from social, there were some awesome things on there, but they were expensive. Like there's a microphone that was like $1,000. And it looked amazing. It looked beautiful, but I don't have mm. I don't have that kind of money to spend. And uh, very happy with my little shotgun mic. But I first thing on there, going back to microphones, um, I we bought these uh, these little lavalier microphones. It's a, a wireless set. The thing I really like about it, it's got two receivers, so I can have two people wired up, and it goes into two mics that go into one receiver, and these will plug right into my DSLR camera or digital recorder. Um, I've not tried it with my, my laptop, but if you had a mic input on your laptop, you could probably go into there as long as it actually receives microphones. Um, some of those have those kind of like, sometimes it's like the input on the, the plug isn't great from computers cause it's not the right plug. And so it's like, that's not a microphone. Um, but I really like these that they've been very, they're actually pretty simple to use, but there's some channels involved and it's a little bit more laborious to get set up. Um, and they, they, they are not USB and they're not XLR. They're the one eight Jack. So then there's yet another input. Um, but they were relatively inexpensive. I mean, for, uh, for a microphone, let me just, I'm going to pull it up here on the gear. Guide. I just want to check something you said, cause I think at the beginning you said something backwards. You, you meant that there's two transmitters for one two, receiver, right? Two transmitters for one receiver. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, I, gotcha. I did not say that correct. Because here, I am about to go on vacation all. <laughs> See, this, this is my Friday. Bon Jovi Monday. Uh, so so the, here's, the, here, here's the whole set, right? You've got the, the two microphones, the receiver, as Andy correctly pointed out. It does have a converter, so I could plug these into my, um, my little mixer if I wanted to. It's got a nice carrying case. Just super easy to, to take around. Batteries, uh, I, I use rechargeable batteries on them. Lasted a long time. So just... If you're making on-camera videos, lapels are really nice because they just sit there. They can move around a little bit. You can turn, do whatever you're not. Like for me at a desk, shotgun mic all day long. But if I'm in front of a camera and I'm standing um, probably and having some distance, the the wireless is really, really good for that as well. So Well, and we've, we've done videos in the past too where you're walking around and talking. I mean, this isn't you know, desktop necessarily, but like if you're moving, if your subject is changing <coughs> placement, then yeah, you want to be able to follow them and lapel mics are the way to go for that for sure. For but that sure. is definitely going to add complication too. <laughs> so this is why it's in the advanced category. It does. Uh, yes, absolutely. So one of the things we've, we've talked about, I don't know if there's any more advanced mics. Uh, I know in the, our recommendations from social, there's a ton, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like, the Ashton microphones, but that was expensive. A Halo portable microphone filter, uh, reflection filter. I mean, you can go crazy. Uh, a new sound isolation panels. I, I will say, speaking of audio, though, uh, sound panels is one that people want to invest in a lot, right? They want like either that kind of egg crate foam on their wall or they try a different thing. There is techniques to this that work and there are techniques that don't. The egg crate stuff that you can buy really cheap on Amazon doesn't work it's aesthetically pleasing to make it look like it's a great sound booth it doesn't work the way that sound works as far as panels there needs to be some air in between so when you can squish those things and they just pop right back up there's not a lot of air density in between them so for good sound dampening you're gonna have to spend a little bit more money than those they look great they make it look like a studio and there is really expensive versions of those you know we've used those in our studio uh, at work and more you pay, the better they're going to be. You can buy a bunch of cheap ones on Amazon. I've had that link sent to me about a million times where people are like, what about these? And like, they look great. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can say that there's a, the company that we've used, I'll just drop their name because I, I, yeah. we bought from them several times. Sound, it's a stupid name, but they're great. Soundproof Cow. They are, they're, they've just been great to work with. They've, that's relatively, yeah. I mean, the prices are good, but it's not cheap. It's not going to be like, oh, for 20 bucks, you can do a whole studio. Nope. Um, and they have also have, uh, the, they and other, many others will have, uh, I actually would, would love to get some of these for myself, things that are more artistic looking that are, yes. that are not just foam panels. And, and the other mm -hmm. thing I think we're learning, because uh, as TechSmith is building a building, we're built, redoing, a, we're creating a new studio, is you don't need to do the whole room. Not every, and I've made that mistake I think two or three sure. times now. Uh, not every piece's surface needs to be covered with something, but you need some to get rid of the echo mm -hmm. and the kind of hollowness in your room. 
in fact, the gaps between those sound panels is helpful. Um, it's an, another place for air to, to live to kind of deaden the sound. The other thing is a lot of times you see sound panels behind people. Hopefully they've got them in front of them too because my voice isn't going behind me, so it's not going to trap anything. <laughs> so you really, even though they're aesthetically pleasing to have them in your shot, if you want to kill the sound, it needs to be on a, a wall in front of you. Uh, the best way to do it is not hit a flat wall because if you're aiming at a flat wall, it's going to bounce right back at you. If you can aim into a corner, so these are all just, I could go down this road forever. Sorry, I'll stop. But the, but yes, you want to talk into a corner, and that's where it's going to trap the sound the best. Yeah, for, for sure. All right, let's talk about uh, one of the things on here, and I, I know we missed one on the introductory uh, or the beginner kind of stuff, was uh, some some more fun decorative stuff. Uh, I think, uh, Anton, I think you added a, marquee, a digital marquee sign. Do you, ha- do you have an example of this? I don't think I... I, I can pull one don't have an example of it, right? But a marquee sign, the sign that's usually above a movie theater, um, and they make little portable ones that I think, oh, it looks like Andy's going to go get one, and that looks beautiful, right? And I've seen other people use these. Hey, yeah, Andy to the rescue. And, um, yeah, I've always thought about setting one up right here next to me on my desk and have kind of the message of the day or maybe what the takeaways of my lesson or my video that day that I'm creating. And I think it could be really or it's a nice little way to introduce you know, some consistency to the video that also makes it fresh and making it be into introduce some jokes about it or be human, you know, be kind of human about yourself. Um, yeah, so I don't have one, but it looks like Andy has one. And I, I've definitely seen other people use them as well in that fashion. I always, I always think they're a really nice little gimmick. I had the pressure one. pressure to be clever got to be too much for me. <laughs> it, uh-huh. it, oh, mine no, it broke? It fell and broke. So, uh, you know, the plastic one ones might be better. So, but, <laughs> no, yeah. plastic breaks too. And, and just the other so you know, oh, oh, Andy Roka, Garth, Garth says, Don't stop. And Sherry Lee said, Please do a video on sound and sound panel. So, we've got, oh, we've got okay. some good recommendations. There so, you go. go. But go I ahead. What else that. were you going to say about them? <laughs> well, I was going to say we had one more one more gimmick, too, that I don't remember if it was in this one or the previous one. But either way, it's the clapperboard, also known as a slate. Yeah. So this is something you'll see in a lot, especially a lot of video people uh, like to have these in the background. I used to have mine kind of up on my shelf in the background. Um, now, this is a this is kind of a cheap, you know, gimmick one. This is not an actual slate. Uh, actual slates typically nowadays are programmable. This is just a whiteboard erase one. It works great, though. All this is, when we talk about the clap method to kind of sync audio and video, you want to see audio spikes around the time you see your hands come together. Or I guess I do it like this. You can see your hands come together, and that should make a loud spike in the audio. The same thing's true here. When you use the slate and you drop it, there's a loud spike in your audio. So that's all. And honestly, because, you know, who doesn't equate this with filmmaking, it's a great prop to have in your background if you're talking about video. Yeah. It's great, and we've—I think we—we've actually used them we before, because yep. you can yep. write. There's you know, there's supposed to be a whiteboard information. You write the the information like, oh, what take is this? What scene is this? Because in an ideal world, you're organized enough to know that that has meaning, <laughs> and like you're like this scene is this that it's supposed to make going to, through your footage easier and faster. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The first first couple frames of are this. I see that it's seen this. If you have lots of scenes, now, what- that could be super helpful. So I think the price on this is less than 20 bucks typically, but a real one would actually be digital. It would be probably either connected to your recorder, your audio recorder, or you know going through there, and it would have its own time code, and it would be able to literally sync uh, the timing with your media files. So that's when they get real nice and real easy to use. This is great for kind of just creating that audio spike. For sure. Fun, fun things, right? Like your, your video. Fun to have. Videos, it's good to have stuff in your background and have good backgrounds, you know, good lighting in your background, good kind of things. I mean, we got uh, uh, trophies back here, mm-hmm. gimmicky things. There's, you know, he's yeah. going to do the show next week. <laughs> it's Pat. <laughs> you know, all, all, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Just adds to the personality <laughs> of the video that you've got, right? And we see that even with uh, the videos we do on YouTube, so... All right, What's, what is next? What, do we, should, what should we talk about next? Next up looks like camera time. Unless we Do we have any more recommendations on the social checklist that we need to go through? Let's see, we did, uh, that was audio? No, that was lights. We were doing lighting. Oh, we're in the middle. We got gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, there's lots of lighting options. One uh, that did get put in social, and I'll just bring it up here real quick. Um, that I don't, I, I don't know that I'm, 
I'm a fan to recommend, but I'm going to bring it up because several people actually mm. mentioned this. Uh, this is like a lighted vanity mirror. And it's, you know, it's 28 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever. So it's super cheap. Um, the, the reason this works okay is it's got even, it will create even lighting. The whole idea behind a vanity mirror, and it's got really flat, even lighting. And what that's going to do for someone, it's going to make you look better. This is a trick that these these mirrors do, that even lighting helps reduce the, the view of wrinkles. And so it makes you look pretty good, right? And it, any even lighting you can get is gonna be better than uneven lighting, but that particularly that soft light, if you've ever been in a hotel and they've got a, a light in the mirror, in the like in the bathroom, it's because they, again, they want you to look good. They, they do this in Vegas hotels all the time. They want you to look nice and pristine. And if you don't, if you care about wrinkles and things like that, uh, obviously you could tell my moisturizing routine is such that <laughs> I care deeply, uh, you know, but it's going to make you look really, really good. Um, so this is a, this is kind of a, a, a workaround, but it's, it's, you know, gosh. Well, if you think about, tough. think about your face in that mirror too, right? You're going to put your face right up to, if you're doing makeup, then, and especially if it's one of those magnifying mirrors, then you're going to get close to it. Right. And so the closer you get, now you're outlined by those lights in that frame. <laughs> Matt is real close. <laughs> and, and so now you get outlined by it. So that's how it creates that flat light. Whereas, you know, I've got a light pointing at me over here. So that's why it's casting shadow. But if you get close to it, it's going to not cast those shadows. and You're going to be able to apply makeup evenly. For video, I think it could work really well especially when you have no other options, but it works better um, than having an overhead light because again, this is at your level. It's going to directly uh, not reflect, but excuse me, illuminate your face. Um, so that's a great option. I think if you've got nothing else, the other thing is if there's other lights on in your you know room, a mirror is going to reflect that. A mirror is going to also brighten that up as well. So yeah, that's an interesting Although solution. I, I would recommend try to turn off those other lights. Yeah, exactly. So because the, they're going to be a different temperature, like, they're going to be different. Like the the color is yep. going to be wrong. It's not going to look great. Uh, so, real quick, I want to ask this question because you know, if you watch live, if you listen to the show live, you get the benefit of asking questions. Garth says, "Kara, what's the teapot that you have? It's certainly uh. not Michigan, <laughs> right?" <laughs> no, it is not Michigan. <laughs> this is my uh, it's my custom Michigan State teapot teapot from the lovely store owner of Tea Lula, which is a little family-owned tea shop in Park Ridge, Illinois, which is where I grew up. And when I chose Michigan State as my college, she very nicely made that for me so I could take it with me. And I just think it's a great way to represent my school and my insane love for tea. So here she is. Which is a great sure. example of yeah. background stuff, right? Like what yeah. should be in your background, stuff that speaks to you and about you. And 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 if you'd want to do that for a business, if you're doing like a TechSmith video or a corporate video, right? But for Kara Swanson, that's a perfect, perfect right. uh, background thing. One I've got to stay puff marshmallow. And people got concerned. They, they, they like asked, did you break it? Like, is everything okay? I'm like, I, I didn't know people really noticed it, but it, it's just being cleaned. It. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes. No, that's you, you in a nutshell, you are like our tea expert, our resident tea uh, aficionado. And so I, I love that about that. I mean, I wish it didn't have See a Spartan my bar on it. But, you know. well, it's a baker's rack that I exclusively have with tea stuff. Mm behind me so which is bags and bags of loose leaf tea i could, you could probably say is a great great addiction. thing to get for your video creators right like get them something to drink to help loosen up the voice the mm -hmm. warm up the voices mm -hmm. true too Love never it. without it well let's let's dive into camera stuff in our, our we've got about 10 minutes left uh i want to make sure we talk we haven't really talked too much cameras we talked webcams but there is so much camera gear but now this is where the money starts to drop right like you've got this is a great time if you're looking for Black Friday deals, Cyber Monday yeah. deals. It's probably a good time to look for some of these things because um, cameras, right? They're expensive. The gear Man. and stuff to support the cameras is expensive. Well, and we start talking about DSLRs or mirrorless, which, by the way, are fairly interchangeable, but they're not at all the same thing. But, yes, they kind of are, but no, they're not. Um, basically, both Matt and I are using what anyone looking at it would think is a DSLR, a, a digital single lens reflex camera. They're not. Ours are mirrorless, so there's no actual uh, reflex. Anyway, <laughs> all that is now we've already gone overboard on like the description. All I'm <laughs> saying is the camera body is expensive, but then you also need lenses or at least a lens. Then you also need batteries. You're also going to need some way to connect this camera to your computer. So like Matt and I are both using our mirrorless cameras as our 
webcam, for lack of a better term. But to do that, we've got uh, two things. One is this cam link. Again, we're talking about Elgato. That was the green screen company that made uh, Anton's uh, green screen. They also make this cam link 4K. And this will convert uh, from my camera an HDMI cable, goes out of the camera and into this guy. And it has a USB uh, out, so then I can plug USB into my computer. Uh, from there, though, you also need... Well, no, excuse me, not from there. The other thing I need to make this work is a battery adapter. Because I just said you can buy batteries, but if you're constantly changing batteries out because you're always talking to your camera, it's going to drive you nuts. And it's not free. Mine didn't come with uh, an, an electronic adapter, so I had to buy that. That wasn't you know free. It was $100, 125 bucks if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, because there's two this parts. This is 25 Andy, on Amazon. That one's 25 The other bit's 100 So you still need the actual <laughs> battery that goes into the camera. Oh, maybe that is. Wait a second. Did I get the wrong one? <laughs> maybe uh, that's right yeah there's the battery but, at the bottom right of the picture yep either way but it's not here's free, the but. to that point andy is you have to make sure you get the right one for your camera like this right. is uh this one happens to be for like uh, probably a, uh that particular panasonic i have one for sony yep. and, and but here's the thing i love it because even even if you're not doing a web webcam but you're on a location and you're gonna have a fixed location to shoot you don't you don't have to worry about batteries because Absolutely. batteries dying in the middle of a shoot is awful because there's nothing you can do to not recover from that. Yeah, it causes a lot of anxiety. There's two things that cause anxiety when you're filming on location. It's battery life and memory card capacity. Well, I don't need memory card capacity here, although if I'm recording to my computer, you do need hard drive space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the battery is always my fear. So definitely have to get an adapter and definitely want to get that Cam Link 4K to plug into your computer. So we got a question came in from Sean on YouTube saying, Andy, does your camera have depth of field if you wanted to blur your background video? It does. The lens that I'm using is, I believe, uh, 24 to 70 millimeter f2.8. So 2.8 is about the lowest, or I guess the, the widest, that's going to have that depth of field. You want like 1 1.4, 1 1.8, uh, even 2.0 is going to have a little more depth of field. Mine's 2.8, and I think it's open right now, probably closer to 3.5. This means nothing for people who don't understand cameras, and I totally appreciate that. I, but, I, I was yeah, thinking of wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Yes, I can, but no, I can't right now with the lens that I'm using and the width that I want. I wanted to show off my lights in the background, so I decided to widen out, and that means no, I can't have as blurry of depth of field. Also, I wouldn't wanted it. What wanted it? I wouldn't want it because I move around too much. Even this little bit of motion, I, I go in and out of focus as it is. So the more uh, sharp my depth of field, the worse it's going to be for me to be able to move. Unless you have really good uh, face tracking on your camera. Well, and that's true too. But again, the wider you are, the face tracking gets worse because it's not sure where you are and where other objects are and whether or not it's you or... So it, it, face tracking is good. It's gotten a lot better. Sony does a really good job with that. Their cameras are great at autofocus. I have a Panasonic. It's not bad. I don't trust it though. Yeah. So cool. We got the, we can get our, our, our nice cameras into our, our, our Camtasia stream. Usually sometimes there are some support issues, but... Uh, make you want to test it out. The Ecamm stuff is great. Anton, you another Elgato product. We, we're show, mm -hmm. showering Elgato with some love. Uh, I know you yes, you and I both use one of these. So you want to talk about the Stream Deck? Yes, I would love to talk about the Stream Deck. Um, Andy, do you have a Stream Deck? I don't. Ha! You're missing out. <laughs> I'm interested. So the Stream Deck. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it up right now. So it's this little. It's a like digital control panel, and I can program all these different buttons, and they integrate with a lot of different applications. So one thing I do, which is, um, can you kill my blue uh, green screen, Matt? <laughs> oh, uh, you, you don't want that still on the show? Stuff. I don't think they want to see the <laughs> right? One thing I can easily do is control my lights from here, right? And I have a couple of different settings. I can go all dark, turn it on, uh, and I can increase and decrease the brightness, I think. My auto auto camera is going to mess all that up right now, but it's a really nice way to quickly get to my different uh, lighting sec sections. Then I also have my music hook up to this because I'm always listening to music. And then I also use it to program a couple other things into it. So I mentioned earlier that uh, I do a lot of tutorials and web webinars and demos, and I hate having to type because whenever I have to type in the label for something I have to fill out as part of this demo, it's A, too loud, and B, I make way too many mistakes. Like I have like just two left hands when it comes to writing when I'm on the air. And so what I have actually, and I can like switch through all these different programs using this panel, and I have a lot of text snippets. Um, here we go. A lot of different 
text snippets for my different demos saved into this. So with the click of a button, I can fill in titles, descriptions, whatever I need to do as part of the demo with the click of a silent button right here without actually having to do the typing. It looks a lot smoother and it helps my demos or my video recordings just go a lot cleaner. So that's one of the ways I use it aside from the lights. Um, I've tried using it for video editing as well, but it, I never got really used to it. it. I use it kind of more for like commands and like one-off things as opposed to like hardcore productivity. But so, Matt, what so do you use yours for? What, one, well, one point first I want to just point out that you're using Elgato lights, which allows you that <laughs> level of control. Most lights aren't able to integrate into the stream deck. Um, so I that's think that's true. just worth noting. Uh, they have yeah. nice little lights <laughs> that you can add on. So I use mine for the live shows primarily. So the fact that I can switch between Anton and everybody here just kind of easy peasy it can go back to me you know we can we can do whatever we want um uh, it makes it i can just all program that through the program i'm using but also i have set it up uh and i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna play with it i set it up for camtasia and there are certain functionality that i find to be like i have to right click and find or whatever and i just i have those kind of commands set and it's kind of one-off things like oh like ripple delete I can right-click and ripple delete, or I can just highlight, boom, hit the button when I'm in kind of that flow. Um, so it's I find it super handy to just use, and you can set up multiple profiles, so different, you know, like different tasks or different things you're doing, but and they have different, different sizes. Yeah, so you Gosh, can get the one like Anton has. It's like what we yours has 10, 15? 15, yeah. There's one that's like six. There's one that's like really big. Um, so they have different sizes based on how much you think you're going to And they do have a mobile app as well. So if you don't want to go into hardware, I know quite a few streamers who um, I think it requires an online subscription, but then you essentially can create these on your phone so you don't need this extra thing. And I think it allows you to do a couple more things that the hard one, hardware one doesn't do. So there's different ways to it. Even if you don't want to like buy another gadget, you can create some like, kind of workflows and, and uh, controls. It's two of Anton's items that are going on my wish list now. A silent keyboard <laughs> and a stream deck. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool. I, I definitely... Andy, I, I, thinking of your lighting, you both have your studio lights hooked up to Alexa, don't you? We That's do. true. Oh, careful, careful, careful. We don't want to... I was just saying, um, is your audio going through your headphones right now, Matt, or is it yes. out loud? No, it's, it's okay, not so we, out loud. Okay, so it's I can actually headphones. say, Alexa, studio off, and suddenly my lights go dark. So then I can say, Alexa, studio on, and they come back on. I can also tell, apparently she wasn't listening that time. Alexa, studio on. <laughs> She's just out of reach. Uh, or I can say, Alexa, change the wall lights to magenta. Takes a second. And then they go. So, oh, uh, that's pretty sweet. Anyway, so, it's, so that's fun just because I, I got bored one Saturday. <laughs> I got really into the home automation side of things. I did it upstairs too. My wife has one of those sunlight lamps and that was... Uh, able to be plugged into our Wi-Fi and we never we hadn't done it since we moved and so I got that back hooked up so I love being able to automate this is an idea I absolutely stole from Matt because he mentioned having done that and I thought that was brilliant so I bought regular soft boxes off Amazon I think you can you can buy them pretty affordably it might have been 40 bucks or something 20 25 30 something like that but then instead of using the bulb that came with them I got a smart bulb for each one and I used the same brand of smart bulb that I bought from the from the LED strips behind me. And so they all integrated very easily. It's a Govee brand, G-O-V-E-E. -E. Uh, they all integrated very easily into the uh, Echo Dot. And they also have their own app. So if I'm if I'm not finding exactly what I want, I can go into the Echo or into the app and do it. I also found that just saying white, like if I want my key light to be white, it automatically defaults to amber. So I had to find the specific color. So it's Alexa, change my key light to white. Does this to me instead. Uh, and so <laughs> what I meant is Alexa changed my key light to bright white. She's real slow today. Alexa, <laughs> key light to bright white. <laughs> this is the She's problem, though. embarrass me because I'm on camera. So, so a couple things you can also do is if you can get a, you can find smart plugs if you're if you're like man my lights aren't yes. going to be smart they're not going to integrate but you can do smart plugs and my lights are actually on a smart plug. Um, I I got during a, I think it was a Black Friday deal like a couple years ago yeah. for like five bucks. It was like super cheap. And I thought, why not? And so there's ways to work around this. If you don't have a device that is easily controlled, I can't dim those. These lights behind me are technically able to be controlled. Um, it, they disconnect all the time. That's, that. And they, eh, you can touch them. Ooh. Uh, but Ooh. 
they they disconnect from the network all the time and so I lose control of them so they're kind of stuck where they are right now until I reset them and it's a pain. But uh, quick question, Andy, we had a question about your uh, the brand of lights that you have. Are you using Philip Hughes or are they just an off-brand? So that's the one I mentioned. I, I just mentioned it. it's the Govee brand. So G-O-V-E-E. Uh, yep. And then Got I it. do have the Philips ones. Those are upstairs. But I, I didn't actually like – man, my, my internet quality is just dying over here. I didn't like the uh, the way they integrated with the Echo Dot as well. So the Govee has been uh, – I've been a lot happier with those. You can get the well, greatest camera in the world, but if your internet connection sucks, it's all for nothing. <laughs> that's right. Well, good thing we're almost out of time. So here's what we're going to do. I didn't prep you for all this, but here we go. Do you know what? It's one of my favorite segments of the Visual Lounge. It's Speed Round. Speed, speed round questions mean, guess what? I'm going to ask you a quick question. You got to answer it fast. No, no delays. Okay, so here, here's the question. It's an easy one. Same question for all three of you. Now that we've gone through the, your gear guide, we've, you've thought about the things that would upgrade your, your studio, your upgrade, your quality upgrade, all these things. What's one thing you would change if you had the, the time budget right now? Like if you could do it right now, snap of fingers, what's one thing you would do differently? Who's going first? We'll go reverse order. Anton. All right. I would upgrade my camera and microphone. Camera and microphone. Awesome. We should, get, we should do that. We should get that done. Yeah. <laughs> Help Andy, you've got stuff on your wish list, I like, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I, I mean, I have stuff on the wish list that I mentioned with Anton's, but I think if I could and, and had the... I just want to get your mixer and your shotgun mic. I'm just going to steal from everybody. I think that's a fantastic idea. Keeps This is taking up so much of my screen space. I would love to have that overhead shotgun mic. Absolutely. Kara? Uh, probably a better lighting fixture. Um, as you can see, with the afternoon sun, there's absolutely nothing I can do with my basic lighting setup to prevent myself from getting kind of washed out. So would look to do something with that. Well, just wait about an hour or two, and it'll be so dark that, you know. Oh, it'll be perfect. <laughs> it'll be perfect. So for me, I think I've got a great camera, I've got a great microphone, but I'd love to do more with, with my space to make it a little bit more inviting, get these guys to actually respond to the app. Uh, but I'd just like to maybe have some more decorations, make it feel a little bit more visual lounges-ish. Uh, but, I, you know, the cool thing is once you get some of this gear, like I've had my microphone for a couple of years, I don't feel like I need to upgrade my microphone. I just need other settings, need different different gear, but uh, there's always fun stuff. And I think, uh, you know, that, that's probably what I would do is work on my space. So, all right. Any last thoughts or comments before we wrap things up? We want to thank everybody who's watching in the chat, but uh, last gear ideas, suggestions, or advice? I think the one thing we didn't talk about is all of the. This is for nothing if you don't just pull the trigger and make a video, right? I mean, Matt, we've talked about that before mm -hmm. where it's like you have to be able to make the video first and don't get anything. Just make a video on your phone. Make a video with the laptop web camera you have and see if you can do that. And I just mean see if you have the courage to hit record because it's hard to take that step. But take that step first. And then like we said, lights, no, excuse me, audio, lights, camera in that order to upgrade. An action. Definitely. Gotta get the action. An action. <laughs> and tea. Apparently we need tea. Obviously. And tea. <laughs> the best advice I ever got in terms of video making was actually from Matt and Andy. They said, try to make your videos 1% better every time you make them. So just make little adjustments, even if you can't afford to make like some bigger upgrade or if you mm -hmm. don't have the time or resources, just, I don't know, do something with your background. See if you can't mess with the lighting that you already have or change the settings on your camera. Make that video 1% better and just keep making little improvements. Yeah. Well, thanks for reminding us of that. Cause that is, that is an, uh, it's a good, it's really good advice. I'd say technique nice. over gear, right? Technique every day of the mm -hmm. week over gear. You can, you know, learn to make uh, uh, good videos on little things like your smartphones without anything else. And, and then when you do get the better gear, you're ready to make a, make a much better video. Cause I have, I have had, had access to really great gear and I made crappy videos. I, they just, you know, they were not good. Um, but when you learn to use them, you learn the good techniques, you learn how to light a little bit, it's going to make a world of difference. So, Anton, well, anything so. else you would add? No, I think you summarized that really well, right? Okay. Especially this whole idea of just getting started, what Andy was saying and what Kara was saying, just improve a little bit on what you know, take the little steps, and then in the long, you know, in the long run, see where you head. 
pay you ahead of you. Yeah. Well, everyone, Kara, Anton, and Andy, thank you all so much for joining me here on the Visual Lounge. Hopefully everybody got some ideas, got inspired, and you'll find some great deals and be able to take some time this, this, uh, this season just to be thankful for what you have and the things that you've got going on. However, you know, we also encourage you to do what Kara said. Take, find some time this week, make a video, and make it 1% better than the last video, and just do whatever you need to do to spend a little time leveling up every single day. So thanks for joining us here on the Visual Lounge. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Thanks, everybody. Bye.